Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Online Store Success with me, Jodie Minto. Today I have a real treat for you. Today I chat with one of my long-term clients, Jane from Coco and Pud. When Jane and I started working together, her business wasn't doing a great deal of sales online and after spending a couple of years together, she scaled that business to seven figures a year. It is such a beautiful brand. It's a great story. Tune in and hear exactly how Jane did it, what it looks like in day-to-day work life, running a seven-figure pet luxury business, and learn some tips and tricks from her journey. Tune in. Let's get started. Hello, I'm your host, Jody Minto, and welcome to my podcast, Online Store Success. My mission is to help other emerging entrepreneurs crack the code for e-commerce success for a life of uncapped income, flexibility, and fun. I'm an award-winning seven-figure e-commerce fashion founder, a certified digital marketer, and business and life coach. I'm also a Prosecco-loving wife, mother of two teens, a Facebook ads nerd, and a crazy animal lover. I've been in business for over 20 years now, and during that time, I've helped hundreds of others start and scale their online e-commerce stores through my coaching programs. I love all things business and know firsthand how rewarding it is to have a career on your own terms, turning a passion into a profitable business and the freedom and flexibility that comes with it. Each week, I'm going to share with you the ups and downs of this crazy e-commerce journey that we call life and help you start that business of your dreams or help scale your existing online store. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Online Store Success with me, Jodie Minto. I am so, so thrilled to have one of my ultimate favorite clients ever, Jane from Coco and Pud, who today we're going to chat about how Facebook ads and digital marketing have helped scale her business from six to seven figures in a very short space of time. Jane has Honestly, I, I've watched the business from when we first started working together to what it is now, and it's on—it's an envious business. It's so impressive. Uh, it's, it's a well-oiled machine from the outside uh, world. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about what that business journey looks like today. But without further ado, let me introduce you to Jane. Jane is here today. We're chatting via Zoom. Thank you so much for being here today, Jane. I really, really appreciate it. Hi, Jodie. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I have been keen to chat with you on the podcast for a while now, and I'm just trying to get ourselves or myself really organized to schedule in the time. So I'm really glad we made it work. So do you want to just start by just telling us what Coco and Pud is? Coco and Pud is a luxury online pet store. It started about eight or nine years ago when my daughter had started um, the brand after seeing a gap in the market. And I was, I was impressed by what she'd achieved and by the quality of all the products and the brand aesthetic. And the brand was gaining recognition and to grow, she felt she needed to spend a lot of money on um, a budget on advertising. And at the time, print media was the main platform for marketing. Right. So she was relying heavily on placing expensive full-page ads in high-end glossy magazines, which was funneling money into marketing rather than the aspects of the business. Right. So the business, yeah, the business was facing some challenges, um, obviously with the rising cost of advertising, and it was difficult to determine the effectiveness of print media and its impact on the bottom line, like um, return on ad spend. Mm-hmm. So uh, she also used other ways to boost sales, such as markets and pet events and appointments with boutique pet stores um, to show the products and introduce the brand. 
Um, but I acquired the business in July 2015. And it's an interesting background because um, the journey includes, I guess, my, my history of, of my work, um, which was up until then I had worked as a palliative care nurse, oh um, an interior designer, an optical dispenser, uh, which involved the day-to-day running of a family business. Um, so I've drawn on all those yeah, past experiences and um, apply, trying to apply them plus all the new knowledge as well from your learning and um, taking it yeah, to a, another level. I can imagine landing into the world of e-commerce and all things online, software systems, technology, would probably been a bit of a shock when you first started out, especially given that you had uh, acquired the business, taken over the business, been handed it and sort of looking at it going, oh, my gosh, what even is this? I mean, did you feel like you were particularly tech savvy before coming into this business? Not at all. Not at all. No, no, I was very hands-on in, in lots of other aspects, but not in the digital world or um, it was all totally new to me. That's incredible because, I mean, I know so many people for, you know, feel that they aren't tech savvy. That's a massive uh, yeah. kind of a roadblock for them going into an e-commerce store. So that's great that, I mean, I, I know you and you you are in all areas of your business and software systems that it, it can absolutely be learned. Um, yeah. So that's that's really great. What do you think some of the big major milestones have been in your business to date? Okay, so um, one of the biggest ones was that we started to develop a unique product. So we'd started to actually um, create the designs ourselves yep. and get those manufactured. So um, prior to that, we were there, there was a degree of that in the business, but we. Um, were selling, you know, products from other people. So you're limiting your profit on each item that you're selling because you're paying a premium to get the product um, into stock. So I think that was the game changer for us was was being creative, drawing on that interior design um, background and, yeah. Um, yeah, and producing the products that were unique to us. Exactly. And that's grown because, yeah, the, I mean, we the response from, from our target audience was overwhelming because they obviously, you know, the designs resonated well. Um, we decided to create collections al- aligning with uh, fashion forecasts, colour forecasts, and um, that was a big game changer for us. It's incredible. And I'm yeah. a massive fan of Coco and Put. Both my puppy dogs wear proudly your collars and things like that. And if you haven't, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll share the uh, show note, the, in the show notes the link so people can go and have yeah. But yeah, it is. Yeah. It's definitely not your normal pet accessory type products. They're beautiful. You have uh, different designs for different seasons, even Valentine's yeah. Day, and and yeah. and all those sort of things. So um, that's incredible. So that that shift from uh, reselling other people's products to yeah. then manufacturing your own products was yeah. obviously yeah. a massive milestone. It was no doubt filled with many many challenges. I know absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, Not a very steep part. learning curve with <laughs> yes. importing and shipping and yeah, mm-hmm. all the logistics to get the products into into store. Yeah, but it's a great it's a great way to start, isn't it? To start a business is to be start out selling somebody else's product. Yes, while you don't have the profit margins and things, you it gives you the opportunity to test the market with a certain product. Begin building your brand and your audience to then make that yeah. shift because. Yeah. 
manufacturing can, you know, obviously is, is, a, is an expensive exercise. You often have to have huge uh, minimum quantities and, and, you know, six months, you know, sometimes between design, you know, sample confirmation to then having the product arrive. So, uh, yep. but yeah, for long-term growth and profitability and to have you stand out from others, I mean, it's, it's imperative. So that's yeah. incredible. What, what are some other major milestones, whether or not good or bad, major events in your business um, stand out? Well, I think what happened was that we, the other thing was that we realised I, I had to become tech savvy and I had to learn all the different marketing strategies. Um, so from going from print media, we needed to, you know, get into the, into the, um, into 2015, 20, you know, 17, and we started learning, you know, social media mm-hmm. um, and realised that that was the way that advertising and marketing was heading in that direction, um, which leaves you to, you know, you don't know how to do it yourself. It's very difficult to try and work out all the systems. Um, and then I realised that you really I needed to do some courses to learn yeah. how to do it. Um, so oh. I started on that journey. Yes, and then that's where we, we met. We did, yeah, but I'd done a lot of courses previously, but for some reason um, I resonated with you because you share a lot of your experience with having your own store at Mm. the time and uh, there was just a a connection because you understood exactly what was required. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Yeah, so um, and it's been, you know, an incredible positive for the business. Amazing. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's not just another course, Joe. I'll send you the check in the mail <laughs> later. Thank you. <laughs> uh, tell me about what, what are some of the biggest challenges you face, do you think? Um, I think the biggest challenge is the financial responsibility. Mm. That's one of the, that's a biggie because uh, we were in a fortunate position where I didn't have to borrow any money to grow the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we weren't worried about interest rates and, and borrowings. So um, we had a, a cash flow and um, a backup um, right. financial, you know, backing. So I think it would be very difficult if you had to borrow money to grow a business. I think that would be even more challenging these days. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was a biggie. Um Competing with established businesses as well. So there was, um, you know, the luxury pet market was highly competitive and um, it was initially, you know, it was hard to compete with larger, more established brands. Um, Finding the right suppliers, so sourcing factories and and high-quality materials. Yes. And then, of course, the quality control of of the created designs Um, because, you know, the printing colours can be sometimes different to what you expect. Um, also, manufacturers who reflected our values and ethics was really significant for us. That was very important. Yeah. Um, uh, managing inventory is another biggie. Yeah, uh, keeping track of le- you know inventory levels and making sure that we've got the right products in stock, um, especially as the business grows. So you're always outlawing out out. Um, yeah, the sort of dollars and guessing how many, dollars. How, yeah, just how many of these units will I actually sell? I really love that's it. right. Yeah. Love it. So yeah, and minimum quantities is obviously difficult. Yeah. Um, and you do you do different sizes too, which aligns with sort of we do we yeah, do a lot of sizes. Yeah. 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 So, so we do eight sizes in our wool sweaters. Oh wow. In 14 colours. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so cute. But yeah, it's it's again that like, okay, how many of that of that size should I order and how many yeah. of that colour? So yeah. uh I I do believe that 
it gets easier as time goes on to predict, but it sometimes mm-hmm. definitely, I know in fashion for me, um, was very much a guessing game. Um, yeah. And sometimes I'd be absolutely certain that, uh, you know, this, this product was great and it would sell, but then I would find that my audience necessarily didn't love the product where I loved it. My audience and my customers didn't love it. So it's, it's a bit of a fine line, a little bit of a dance between figuring it out and, um, but I, you know, I, I feel like your products are so, so beautiful and you do have that new releases coming quite often with that freshness. So you've got a good, uh, I was going to say excuse, but reason to keep reaching out and, and marketing to your audience saying, hey, something new is here, something new is here, which is, which is great. Um, okay. And tell me, tell me a little bit about the day, day-to-day life of, of, of an e-commerce business owner for you. What does that look like? So the day-to-day life is, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a very busy day. You know, I I start, I'm fortunate, I love swimming. So I get up at 4.30 and I drive 40 minutes to have a swim in an ocean rock pool uh, and swim for probably about an hour and then drive home. And then I've I've reset my computer for the day. So I'm very Mm -hmm. fortunate in that I've got a a really good, healthy work-life balance. Right. Um, Yeah, which I think is really important because you can be overwhelmed, especially if you're not looking after yourself and keeping fit. And I think that's an important part of the day. Um, I love creating new products. I love designing and creating new products. So part of the day always in- includes being creative, right. um, which motivates me and inspires me. Um, and then you've just got all the normal um, administration, you know, printing orders, packing orders, um, overseeing um, things, customer service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have got someone helping me with packing and customer service. I know this is something we've talked about a lot. Yeah, but the bottom line, the bottom line always comes back to you when there's a difficult customer or there's a problem. Yeah, it's always referred to you. Yeah. What are some of your favourite tasks apart from uh, the design element? Is it the customer service or is it the digital marketing elements what's outside what's your second most favorite thing about the business do you think um what I love what I really love is seeing our products on dogs yeah cute yeah I mean I go for a walk in Kiama and I I see dogs wearing our sweaters and that's that really um, you know makes you feel really good about what you're doing oh I love that I mean that doesn't happen every day but um I I do enjoy customers um you know, resolving customer, I find that quite gratifying, resolving issues that may arise in a, in a really positive way. Right. So that, um, you know, we get great reviews and uh, word of mouth um, is always great for us. Yeah. And you uh, have so many beautiful imagery. And I, I know you've invested probably a lot of time and money into getting those uh, great imagery of the cute animals wearing the collars and things like that but you also get people tag you in them too do you absolutely yeah and we've got some very very loyal brand ambassadors um, that we highly value um, and we send them products and they create some incredible photography for us and we've had some most of our ambassadors we've had for several years wow we we do get approached a lot for um for products obviously people want just um complimentary products yeah for us, the value is is maintaining those relationships because it's, it's been great for them and, and great for us. 
Amazing. For someone that doesn't know about brand ambassadors, and I mean, I guess this probably is different for every, in every case, do you pay them or do you gift them products in exchange for con- content? We've never paid for brand ambassadors. Okay. Um, we, we've, we've had people who purchase the product and they've loved the product so much that they just want to promote it for us. Yeah. Uh, so we, we really, um, I guess we try and maintain that relationship. And when anything new comes, they're the first to get the products and, um, yeah, they contribute to the campaigns to, to market the product. I love that. Yeah. And you use then those those that footage other visuals or like uh, for, sorry photos or videos and then inside you know your ads on your website yeah. your social media so it really right. um, you know it's a small investment in product for a, yeah. an amazing return which is fantastic yeah yeah and I, and I think that's very important that that um, that you we can trust those the ambassadors as well to to um, to show our products so that they're not diluting it with other brands as well. So that's really important to us. I love that. I've loved yeah. that. And I've seen your images yeah. I follow you on Instagram. They're all they're so beautiful. It just yeah. makes me want to go and buy more dogs as well as all of them. <laughs> two is enough. When you work from home, two dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Makes things challenging. Um, yeah. what do you think is your biggest driver of traffic and sales to your online store right now? Okay, it's a combination of targeted social media, um, advertising, and organic search engine optimization. So SEO is is critical. Yeah. Um, but social, uh, obviously, social media advertising, particularly Facebook ads, mm-hmm. um, thanks to you, has been <laughs> the most effective way, one of the most effective ways of of reaching our targeted audience and generate sales at a lower cost uh, yep. compared to traditional advertising methods. I know we've we've worked together a lot too with building up those the email marketing side of things. So the list, yeah. the automated flows, and then the email marketing. And I know you follow a similar pattern to what I did in my fashion e-com store, where there was the three emails a week. You know, some the most engaged folks would be getting all three of those emails, uh, whereas the less engaged might only be getting one. But there was a sort of a formula, if you like, for you know what gets sent out in certain days. Um, and then often the Facebook ads can then, you know, that that brings traffic to your site where then people might not necessarily buy right away, but they might sign up to your newsletter and then you then take that that buyer's journey off of Facebook and then nurture them through emails. Would you say that's? That's exactly what happens, okay. yeah. yeah. And tell me about SEO. Are you doing that yourself? Did you hire someone to help you? What? What, how well, I'm not I, an SEO person. Like, I don't, no, like, that's okay. I've, I have actually worked. I've done a lot of courses with Kate Toon. I think I've done every okay. course that Kate yeah. that Kate offers. Um, yeah. I've learned a lot through Kate, yeah. Yeah, Kate um, SEO. I keep wanting to, I'm actually, side note, have become friends with Kate because we actually live to, both together on uh, the Central Coast and I keep wanting to, tell, to do her course, but she keeps telling me I'm not allowed to buy any more programs because I have a little bit of a, a program addiction thing. I feel like I've got to keep learning, learning, learning and keep buying other people's products and then getting very confused and overwhelmed and not having time to market my own business. But, um, yeah, if, if SEO is, you know, something, I mean, in all businesses, whether you're a product-based or, uh, you know, a service-based, should be looking at SEO. Yeah, I'll link Kate. Absolutely. Below yeah. In the show. yeah, yeah. Well, it helps you rank higher in the search results um, and it definitely drives more organic traffic. That's the thing, that you're not yeah. always you know, trying to find a budget for it. Um, We do have paid ads on Google, um, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, social social, um, media marketing is definitely the best 
um, most effective way for us. Yeah, I love that it's, it's kind of a tap that you can turn on and off. You yeah. know, if you, if you need more, uh, you know, traffic and sales, then you can turn that tap on a bit harder. You can spend a little bit more money, create some new campaigns and and um, and so on and so forth. Or if it's not working, you need to save some money, you can turn it off for a little while. So um, yeah. that's why I do love I do love my Facebook ads. Yeah. What advice would you give your former self if, say, you met yourself 10 years ago or and your or your family your daughter and they were said I'm going to start this business what would you tell them <laughs> um well I'm not sure um, no, I know some day, on some days it's probably don't do it but yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah there it is um look so many things research your market um before launching your store um find out who your target market is competition you know uh, identify your potential opportunities and challenges. Um, be prepared for customer service as a massive part of, um, you know, who you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just stay focused. Yeah. And um, be be prepared to be committed seven days a week, yeah. eighteen hours a day, because oh. it doesn't go away. It no, just it doesn't, doesn't go away. It doesn't yeah. stop. And I think that's true for. Yeah any business honestly I feel like sometimes I have pangs of I don't know envy or jealousy over friends that have a regular job Uh, for example I mean my mum's a nurse so she does her shift at the hospital and then she comes she's not then looking at emails she's not sitting on a laptop still working until her eyes can barely stay open yeah and yeah. any other, you know, yes, I, I, there's pros and cons for both, but yeah, it's, it's, there's, I'm sure, I, I can't remember this saying exactly, but it's like, you know, yeah, sure, start your own business. And, you know, why work 40 hours a week for someone else when you can work 80 for yourself for a fraction of the money that you used to earn? <laughs> uh, you've yeah. got to be really passionate about it. You do, you do. And this is, this is why I ask people often, like, what are you, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed, what is the favorite parts of your business? What is the favorite task? Because, like you said, you know, by doing what you love, the designing and, and that, at least a little bit of that every day helps motivate you to keep you going versus mm-hmm. getting, you know, having a whole day or a whole weeks doing something that you don't love necessarily so much. And then by the end of the week, you start to question, what, is, what am I doing this for? This isn't any fun. I'm getting paid only a fraction of the money I used to. And, you know, so it is it is important to lean into those parts of the business that we do love. Um, yeah. And, yeah, if you can do it every day, like exercise, you know, spend an hour of a day doing the thing that I love in the business the most, it helps it helps balance things out. And then when you have, you know, difficult other challenges or other tasks that you don't necessarily Absolutely. want to yeah. do. Yeah. What's, what's your next big goal, do you think, for Coco and Pud? Um, just to, get, to continue the, the trajectory, I guess, just to um, continue developing new products for us and yep. growing the business. Yeah. Okay. Diversifying the product range so okay. we've got more. Yeah. I love that. Tell me a little bit about the size of your team, if any, because I know for me when I had my seven-figure Ecom store, people with smaller businesses and particularly, or just starting out, or didn't really understand how business works, would say to me, "Oh, but you're lucky; you've got a whole team to help run it for you." Where at certain points, yes, I did have five or six staff, and it cost an absolute fortune, and it adds that layer of stress about bringing in the revenue to pay everyone, and so on and so forth. Um, but it's often not the case. Often, seven-figure 
folks are still at the point where they might have like one VA or one helper for doing some customer service and picking packing, but that's kind of it. So what is what is your uh, what does your business support look like? Okay, so I employ someone every day to come and help me pack. Oh, sorry, through the week, so Monday yeah. to Friday. Um, I've got someone that comes and helps me uh, do a little bit of customer service and pack the orders. Mm-hmm. So pick and pack, um, take it to the post office. Um, okay. I've got my daughter who's doing most of my social media. Okay. Um, I've got my husband who's working part-time as an optometrist that will run down to the warehouse and grab stock and bring it back. Oh, I love that. Um, or if we get a shipment, he'll go and go to Sydney and pick up the shipment. So um, it's very much a very small hands-on business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have got a history of when we had the optometry practice, we employed seven people. Yep. Um, so I've been in that situation and I know the problems that staff and all the dynamics associated with relationships and employing people. And I don't want to go there because I find it an incredible distraction for what yep. you do day to day. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and no one will ever do what you can do. I 100% agree wholeheartedly. I found that for me, when I all of a sudden had a bigger team, not only was the the added stress and responsibility of the financials, there was also the the managing of the team. And it was a huge learning curve for me around, you know, how do you manage a team? How do you create a culture? How do I be a good leader? When I myself was, you know, I'd never managed people. So I found it incredibly stressful and probably one of the least favorite things I am a people person I love people so I don't necessarily want to be their boss I don't want to have to pull them into line so to speak when something goes wrong but it also changes the dynamics of the business right I became absolutely the HR general manager person versus doing the things that I loved and yeah yeah. you were just a lot of distraction absolutely and it's very very expensive to employ people yeah and for me it kind of I mean, I think that was the beginning of the end for my journey inside of that particular business is because I kind of lost my passion for it as that kind of went on. Um, But again, it also, uh, you know, like your example, it it blows apart the myth that seven-figure businesses have a gazillion people uh, working in them to keep the the, the wheels running. When you are still essentially, I know it's nine years in or whatever, essentially kind of a startup. It takes, you know, it's got to be years and years and years of consistency and growth before you potentially get to a point where you're going to hire this person and that person and this person and that person, yeah. um, if you want to. I I actually, um, again, I'll link this in the show notes, uh, read a book by Tina Tower, another lady on the Central Coast here, about a micro million dollar business where she talks about that you can have a million dollar a year business and it can be inverted commas micro with like a limited remote team, um, which is is what my plan is for this business now. I don't actually ever want to be in a position where I have to do performance reviews or be lazy yeah. asleep at night thinking about, you know, oh, gosh, I haven't done that superannuation payment or, or whatever it might be. Mm. I, I think it is possible, and I think in today's world, there is a co- there is a lot of opportunities for e-commerce uh, brands to to do things like third party fulfillment, for example, where you can send all of your product to a warehouse who will not only store it, they'll pick and pack all of your orders. Like if you want to have a remote. Yeah business you can look at something like that you can hire um, remote VAs or uh, freelancers to help with certain elements of the business whether that's whatever it happens to be social media or customer service so that there are ways to build a small 
team that's easy to manage if need be, uh, creating more sort of space for our in our days to to enjoy the business versus going all in because. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I know people, they come to me and go, I want what you had. I want the office, the warehouse, all the staff. And I say, really? Like maybe like let's sit down and talk about this because <laughs> I know that that looks like success. They they all sort of look like the, the trappings of success. But yeah. in reality, I, I was like, it was a nightmare for me. I didn't enjoy it at all. Mm. Um, and probably, you know, would not probably, it absolutely did. It smashed my bottom lines, uh, my profitability. So, um, so it's, it's, it's great to see that you're, you know, keeping things lean. I also want to make sure you're not still working 18 hours a day, seven days a week, because that's a lot. So (laughs) (laughs) we talk about this a lot too. Um, Okay. If you had, say your best friend was deciding that she wanted to start an e-commerce business. What's three bits of advice do you think you'd tell them? Um, just be prepared to really work very, very hard. It's probably the hardest thing is to accept that you're going to be working very, very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's um, true for e-commerce or for any business? Like with your Any business. Yeah, I think yeah. any business. It's never changed no matter, you know, when we had our other business as well. It's, it's you know, I'd be down at doing um, window displays at four o'clock in the morning wow. and the only person that knew I was doing that was the baker in town. <laughs> no, no one knows that you're doing these no. things in the background or behind, you know, behind the scenes. So, yeah, it's just an incredible commitment and it's a long-term commitment. You've mm. got to be prepared to put in the hard yards. Um, yeah, you can, I guess, you know, there's a realisation that you can't just um, employ people to do all di- all the different aspects of it because, no. as you say, there goes your profitability. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it might, it might take, um, you know, only a few minutes to achieve a task that you might give someone that takes them half a morning to do. That's so true. That's so and, true. It's just managing that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm lucky. I, I'm I'm actually working from home. We do have a warehouse, but yeah. on our on our property in the Southern Highlands, I've got an area where um, I've got uh, you know packing stock and a packing area that's separate from the house. So at night, if I need to know how much stock I've got of something, I can run up to the to the other place and get the stock yeah, do the right. stock take you yep. know it's it's very convenient and it's all to do with managing time yes yeah and, and you have nothing you know efficient yeah everything that you do um so oh that's that's amazing tell me last question yeah anyone thinking about working with me yeah what you say what has your experience been like any tips for someone that's considering <laughs> working with me because I'm not for everyone oh, any coach is like that is not for everyone and I, I don't no, know but but as I said before I I did try other courses um and it was really only when I connected with you and enrolled in the Jodie Minto online success store that I found that I was I started to really learn about the functioning of, of the business and obviously Facebook ads but you also shared other things about business um, as well that I wasn't familiar with because you know I was floundering a little bit because I that my history wasn't online e-commerce yeah. stores yeah. Um, but yeah working with you has definitely been a game changer um, awesome. you know it, it, because it's based on real world experience real people experience you know you you did everything that I was doing but you were doing it to another level <laughs> um, so 
yeah, there was real results from learning from you, which was um, right. So I would always encourage someone to to enroll in your course. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I myself have worked with many different coaches over the years. And that's okay too. You know, you can do one person's course and work with them for a little while. And then next year you need help with something else. You can go and do another course, Kate Toon's SEO course, for example, or whatever. And I like to keep my doors always open um, for people to come back. And, and I know we've been working together on and off for a number of years. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you so, so much for, you know, taking this time to to chat with me today. I know you're very busy, um, but no, I've been, okay. I, I've been, like I said, really, really keen to interview you for a while now. And, um, and I, I just really, really appreciate you as a client, someone in my life. So thank you. Um, and I can't wait to see Coco and Pud go from strength to strength. And I know yeah, with you. Thanks, thanks Jodie. Oh, thank, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you've been there, you know, to guide me and support me and help me through the whole process. It's been, it's been fabulous. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So yeah. Kind of, thank you so much. And like I said, I will share all the links below to Coco and Pud's um, website. If you're looking for luxury pet accessories, you will not be disappointed. Um, and any of the other people I've referenced today, I'll link them in the show notes as well. So thank you for being here with me for this episode. Thank you, Jane. And Thanks, Jodie. Uh, I'll see you again online very soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Online Store Success with me, Jodie Minto. If you loved it, please share it with your friends on Instagram and tag me at I am Jodie Minto so I can say thank you. And if you really want to make my day, please go ahead and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and give me a follow. If you'd like my help in starting or scaling your online store, be sure to check out my free resources and programs at jodieminto.com. Thanks again and... Same time, same place next week. Bye for now.